to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. So it's annoying when people call me Jake from State Farm. That's what we were talking about before we started. And then we figured out that Jake from State Farm, the character from the insurance commercials, used to be white and now he's black. <laughs> we're searching the internet to try to find someone who's angry about it. Andrews has found MAGA reviews. <laughs> I found a Canadian MAGA guy. <laughs> what? How do you... MAGA. How does that work? He... I don't know what his deal is, but he's on Twitter. He's very active. Macro. Has nearly twenty eight thousand <laughs> followers and uh, following, uh, and he says that uh, well, Jade from State Farm went woke. This isn't back. In this January. is exactly what we were wondering is happening, <laughs> and it is. Someone's mad about it. Only in Canada are they mad. <laughs> State Farm means a lot more to the fine people of Canada. Than I can see why. Why would though? Because the colors are the same as their flag. Oh yeah, that's a brand you can trust. MACA is make America Canadian again. Make America Canada again. Yeah. They're going to invade America. <laughs> They're coming well, up has, for America. They're after our daughters. He has in his bio MCGA. They will not only... replace us, us being Americans with Canadians. He wants to, yeah. He wants to make Canada great again as well. I can't imagine. I mean, there are some analogs to Trump in Canada, but you can never get really the same sort of quality of dude. The flow progressive woman used to have bigger tits. <laughs> <laughs> she's got woke they made her woke it's by been, making her either more or less sexual she's it's, lost weight and now she's woke they're kind of inconsistent about that you know? it's kind of confusing what makes you woke honestly it's more of an <laughs> attitude yeah, day, it's, it's a, a day target. by day if they make something hotter then it's like they're trying to fuck the kids with it <laughs> right. and if they make it less hot it's like I'm, I was gonna fuck that yeah. <laughs> I guess if it's a hot dude, it's woke. Yeah. Specifically, I'm thinking of Lola Bunny. Yeah. Oh. Although I, it did come out later that those images were trumped up and that she wasn't as saucy as it appeared in the images and as you remember as a child. That By trumped up, they just gave her Trump's features, yeah. like his dumb truck ass. <laughs> She's <and> leading forward <laughs> all the time. Yeah. No, that wasn't real. The, the before picture that they tried to Mandela effect into your brain as being from the old movie was a deviant art photo. Which yeah. is See, the thing is, that's what it felt like, though. Rule when 34. you were like eight, you were like, no one's hotter than this rabbit. Mm. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is the hottest girls. <laughs> it was weird. He gets girls. <laughs> he gets results. I mean, you know, and he plays ball. <laughs> you know who was sexed up was Bugs Bunny when he turns into a uh, girl. Yeah. Right. In the cartoons, he gets enormous breasts. Well, he's he's doing performance. Yeah. Is he? That's like drag. That's yeah. yeah. Is he like drag or is he trans? Is he a trans icon? I think. Well, well it's for trans. It would be she. But. Yeah, what's important oh, is right. the audience's involvement. The audience is often Elmer Fudd. Fair enough. We don't know Bugs Bunny's pronouns. We do. 
when he's bugs, he's bugs. I mean, they, they're pretty straightforward with it for all of the things he's on because they always call him a he, and they're like Mr. Bugs Bunny. Anyway, um, Jamie, look that up. Jamie, what look are that up. Bugs Bunny. Usually, it's okay. not confusing now that Jamie Peck isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Usually. When they do the switcheroo, the big tit bugs, it's to get out of trouble. Bugs Bunny's sexuality. Yeah. So I think that's another sort of identity and thing unto its own. When you're you have hijinks, you're trying to escape, you know, get out of trouble for, and then you change your. Uh, There's a man perception. with a gun after you. Yeah. He wants to take. He wants to skin you. Uh, take your skin as a pelt and put it on his wall. Right. Make items with it. Which that <laughs> could be the next culture war over. Yeah. Like people are trying to get out of trouble. For dropping anvils, sure it could on you know baddies, and they're uh, <laughs> pretending to be a different gender. That's oh, baddies. Ba- yeah, what do you say, baddies? Do you mean like shorties, hunters with that oof? On oh, hunters, oh, okay. Our yeah. hunters are under attack by cross. Oh, you meant you know. the old way. Yeah, you don't mean like like baddies. That's what you yeah. call a hot woman now yeah. on the internet. She's walking up, away, and you pull your glasses off, and you go, "Oh, baddies are here." I looked up what are Bugs Bunny's pronouns, and like one of the other. Uh, like others want to Everyone's know. talking about it. Other things that are search related <laughs> is, is Tweety non-binary? Oh. He is not. That's a boy. Tweety's a boy? Yeah. Uh, I, is is? A, a Tweety's low-key baby-coded. <laughs> you know who is? And I feel like they they just, I, I don't, I actually don't remember what this character's pronouns are. I remember that they have uh, normative ones, just, I think, retcon, just to have it make sense in uh, the minds of the creators. But uh, Slippy Toad from Star Fox, I believe, to be non-binary. <clears throat> and what? he's a boy. He's a it's little a boy. boy. Okay, I didn't he's even remember He's a little boy frog. That. He's a very Tweety type character. Look out, Fox! He's a—I mean, it's, he's the most dangerous thing. He's a boy piloting a jet, a jet plane, flying through space. I th- see. I didn't. This even... is what the Biden government is making happen. <laughs> They're giving whole boys the F-16s, slippy toads. A whole fleet. They're letting slippy toads pilot these things over in Ukraine. Should we make the announcement now or at the end of the show? Oh, I think maybe in the beginning. I think it makes sense. Well, well we're, we're in it. You know who else has been a boy with a plane of a podcast and a real fine machine at their fingertips is... Uh, do me, a, do me, a barrel roll. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm doing an emotional announcement. I, it's me. I've been a boy. I've been a boy. I've just been a boy. I'm 32 years old. I'm a tiny boy. I live in a, I live in a little wooden house. And This is beautiful. I've been on this, this great machine for... Six six odd years or so now, and uh, Jesus. it's been a wild ride the whole time, but uh, this will be my last episode of Pod Day America as a regular co-host. I wanted to thank all of the shorties out there listening for being down with your bad self, and also for listening to the show, and for all the laughs, and all the news we've had along the way. Remember all that news? Yeah. So much, dude. Do you ever listen to an old episode, and it's like, what the... I try not to. Oh, we're talking about <laughs> Steve Bannon or whatever. I think there was a period around the beginning of COVID where I would like listen to an old episode to be like, what did this used to be like? And I was like, that wasn't pleasant. I don't need to hear myself talk three years ago. That's, I hate that. It's weird how one's voice changes over the years. Yeah. In ways that you're not conscious of. Yeah, you of. got that smoky uh, bravado to it. 
Yeah, didn't always used to make kind of appear. Uh, um, 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 um. Actually, Donald Donald Trump is a, is a, is a, a unique risk to the republic. Yeah, that, that was, was my me. catchphrase. I said that all the time, <laughs> and that's uh, why actually Alex is being uh, fired from the show. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> we didn't like the change in timbre. Yeah, I suck at this honestly, but it's fine. You guys are gonna have a great time without me, and uh, uh, the, who knows what kind of wild adventures I'll get up into now that I'm out of this plane. Now that you're exiting this plane Eject- of existence. Hitting the eject button. And now I'm getting in a tank, and the tank hovers. And you gonna... can use it, and you can get out and also shoot people on the ground sometimes in the later Star Foxes. Oh, I thought you meant this plane, like P-L-A-N-E. And I was like, are you going to kill yourself? No, no. <laughs> also, remember we had more co-hosts, and one of them died? Yeah. That's good. And then we kept doing it for five years. So I think we, we all deserve a lot of credit. <laughs> we could have said that happened to you as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, try it next week. See if anyone notices. Just say I died. I thought it would be funny if we tried to do that as a bit. But then it would be kind of weird because Raghav did really die. He really did die. But that might make the bit really good. Yeah, people would, will really fall for it. I would like to request uh, those listeners of ours who are illustratively inclined, illustratively inclined, good at drawing. Illustrious uh, in their own way. That's Draw right. good. How about a little, you know, picture of Alex and Raghav looking down <laughs> from the heavens <laughs> on me and Jake <laughs> podcasting? And that will be the uh, official podcast logo on iTunes. <laughs> and you're like, what's this? And it's just Alex and Raga smiling down. Two young microphoned men. Also, it fits in a little square, so you got to kind of be conscious about the proportions and stuff yeah. like that. You, you'll figure it out. You guys be, got it. You're going to have a great time. That'd be so disrespectful. <laughs> it'd be so funny. Anyway, thank you for having me for six, six odd years. <laughs> thank you for it's having been me. A, it's been six years. It's wow. been a wild ride. Well, it's been five years of PDA, and then you guys had your own show before this. We did. We had our own show for two years or so. Yeah, I think it's coming up on six years of us on PDA, though. And uh, it was like, what, December 17, January 18 that we started? Uh, well, I always fuck this up, man, because it is crazy. Math challenge. Years have passed. The first episode of this show was right after Charlottesville. And then, like, I, but that was, like, in the summer. That was hundreds like that. of years ago that they founded that city. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. And then. It was, most, it was most, all native podcasters. It kind of stopped. <laughs> So that was August 2017, and then I stopped until, like, 2018 in the winter, which is when we started doing shit mm. up in the yeah. up in the other apartment on the roof and shit. Right. Uh, so 2018, man, that's And And that's that was years. with Carlos originally. Yeah, and then he I moved, came on last. He moved to uh, – we did a couple of these – and he then he he told me he moved to L.A. to be in the Alpha and the Chipmunks movie, <laughs> which I think he like was. What? I, I saw him in L.A. that year. He's a nut. It, I just ran into him <laughs> one point. And he was just like, I live in my car now. And I was like, OK, okay. you got to if you're, if you're a chipmunk, you got to <laughs> you got to find the nuts. So the project got shelved a little bit. And then uh, you guys all had a podcast and then all quit it. And then all individually hit me. Well, Raghav and Anders both individually emailed me and i was like this is hilarious you guys are both trying to reform your <laughs> well, thing well yeah. well well <laughs> look who comes crawling back to the <laughs> microphone and then uh 
at one point we were recording just the three of us, I th- think, and uh, me, Anders, and Ragov. And Ragov just, I remember him telling me Alex is on the podcast now. And I <laughs> wow. was like, yeah. Okay. Very which, alpha of him. No offense. Right I mean, I'm glad you were here. You were great. But I just, I remember he was like, I have decided Alex is on the show. And I was like, that's not how that works, but it, it's happening. And then he died. I was brought in as a late term contractor by a deceased employer. I remember he, he died and I was like, man, you really got away with that. <laughs> it's, somewhat, it's almost the perfect crime, really. It's the perfect way to win any whatever. Yeah, we all... I don't feel like any of us really won that one. <laughs> the stakes were very low, honestly. Uh, uh, R.I.P. to the king. Can't wait to see this picture coming out. <laughs> anyway, so, this, yeah, this is my last one for a while, and um, I thought that uh, we were talking about Alex was going to be your last episode. And uh, as as you uh, know, if you listen to the show, especially if you subscribe, we do two hours a week. So I'm not sitting on a ton of ideas. We like have the ideas and then do them immediately. Um, so Anders said, what if we do Captain Planet? And then we said, yeah, or we'll think of something better. And then a whole week passed and we're doing Captain Planet. So we all watched Captain Planet today. We're going to talk about it. I'm moving Unknown across caller. the country. What the fuck? Oh, that's me. I'm getting a telemarketer. Should I answer it? Yeah, hell yeah. Let's do Through. Turkey Boys. Why fuck is going on hey this I, is alex this the telemarketer bumped anders i don't know if they, i don't hear him this sucks this sucks and i'm over it wait hold on all right now they're in the roadcaster they hung up on me i hate my how life. did that get in the roadcaster is your bluetooth my bluetooth is oh on. shit i'm sorry everybody <laughs> sometimes i jack into the mainframe anyway today we watched captain planet a new and exciting program that's come up a few times uh, conversationally, and we thought, well, that's kind of politics in a way. You got to unhook that shit before you I leave did. the podcast. I did. I unhooked it. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes you can't get into Bluetooth. Somebody else is like, I'm the Bluetooth master of this roadcaster. I sh- shut it off. I shut it off. <laughs> but today we're talking about Captain Planet. <laughs> did, you know, did you know that Bluetooth is named after a king? Yes. <laughs> yes, we all do. We all know that. Um, I did not remember this show as well as I, um, as well as I thought I did, uh, mainly the names of all the planeteers. What I'm telling myself is that this is a good send off for you because you did a show about anime and watching stuff and that's an Alex thing. <laughs> yeah. Truly, you could not find someone more prepared to recap Captain Planet. And the, and the environment. I know that's a concern of yours. That is. You're like an <laughs> eco-socialist guy. Yes, I'm an eco-content uh, po- creator. This is actually very Alex. It's very important. I watched a very good episode I'm excited to talk about. We all watch different ones. Uh, but uh, if you don't know Captain Planet, he's this blue motherfucker. And he comes out of rings... And the rings belong to five teens, Power Ranger style. And uh, they're all different races because it's made in 1990 and they're like the Burger King kids. And each one of them has different powers. And so uh, we learn about these beautiful boys and girls. They're gifted rings by Gaia, who is the Earth, but is also like a beautiful woman in a robe. And is voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Is that so? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. And here's the thing about Gaia. If uh, this this show was on the air in sort of two different iterations, uh, and Gaia, originally voiced by Whoopi, gets, and I don't know how else to say this, 
darker over the course of the show. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of weird. She's out in the sun a lot. That would make sense yeah. because um, she, crime. she is asleep for most of the 20th century. Oh, is that why we all killed each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that totally makes she sense. She wasn't watching, and then she gets exposed to the sun again. And uh, I, I believe in the, in the later seasons, the actress who voices her is Caucasian, even though she's completed her... Transition. I would not be surprised if that is happening a lot on this show. Because <laughs> there is... Okay, so here's the name of the different Planeteers. I totally forgot this. They are, and I quote, Kwame from Africa. <laughs> Wheeler, who is not in a wheelchair. He's just a red-headed man named Wheeler, not to be confused with wheels from the Burger King Club. Uh, Mati, who's like a little South Asian guy. Gee is the Asian woman, and then Linka. So you can tell, it sounds like, and this is, without looking anything up, it sounds like a white writer's room just swinging for the fences. It's so confusing because, <laughs> like, it's very awkward because the first one they mention is the guy, and then they just say, from Africa, which is yep. just a weird way to introduce a black character. And now from Africa. <laughs> but it, we got Kwame. <laughs> it's... Once you understand they're doing a thing where they're all from different continents, it's like, oh, okay, that's a little less weird because, like, uh, the, the next one is the, the Asian woman from Asia, which is a... Gee, say her name. Crazy. Asia's so huge to just be, like, from Asia. <laughs> from Asia. It's just bananas. <laughs> you know, where most of the people are. So it Over seems there. like, it's like, oh, there's going to be one from every continent, but there's only five of them, and one of them is, like, from Russia or something. She's all of Europe. I think she's like vague pan-European coded. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But there's no Australian. No, there's no. Oh, like, true. There they're missing a, a continent, and they're missing Antarctica. Yeah, and Antarctica horribly amiss. Um, Just have the most multiracial uh, child scientist. So I, I didn't, Antarctica. I didn't look into this, but it does seem like they just got like five Hank Azarias in the room. To be like, <laughs> and now I'm the Asian no, one. So uh, no. Kwame is LeVar Burton. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. There's like actually a lot of really famous people in this shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't use this expression often or almost ever, but all of the voice actors are truly serving cunt in this. <laughs> they all are all becoming the characters. Every line sounds like it was taken from a different movie, cut out, and then pasted into the show. Uh so it's the the rest of the cast like the main cast is just kind of bullshit or whatever but they're like there's various cameos throughout the whole thing by like Meg Ryan, Tim Curry, Ed Asner, Sting. The episode I watched starred Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. All Neil Patrick Harris. Um Ed, Ed Asner is this kind of makes sense because Ed Asner, if you don't know, the guy who played Mary Tyler's Mary Tyler Moore's boss on Mary Tyler Moore, old old crank guy, is like a famous outspoken socialist. Yeah, he was a DSA oh. member. So it makes sense he might have like attached himself to this, even though this is like Ooh. lib as hell. And uh apparently Tom Cruise really wanted to be Captain Planet at he one was. point. He was Captain Planet for the first like three episodes. Captain yeah, Planet kinda but, he looks but, like Tom Cruise sometimes. But he's not if you rewatch them now, they yeah. went back and overdubbed them with the main right. guy for continuity. So they did like a yeah. disco Elysium thing where he's like the, the lost. But track. he is like he is uh Captain Planet is modeled uh, aesthetically after Tom Cruise. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the the voice lines Captain Planet gets are so unhinged. You believe he's not human. The way he talks is not like a, how a human well, being he's not. talks. He's pure energy. 
which I th- found interesting. No secret identity on Captain Planet. He's just the culmination of intercontinental ring energy. When you don't recycle, we all lose. Yeah. That's why the power is yours. <laughs> to provide uh, some background on Captain Planet, the idea came about in the late 80s uh, when uh, Ted Turner had been troubled for years by a report commissioned by Jimmy Carter, the Global 2000 report to the president, which said that pollution is getting out of control, and so is overpopulation. Oh, which I think two they, big things. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's they addressed Nazi that. shit, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was, they just, at that point, like, they were, they didn't quite know, I mean, there was a lot of shit we didn't know yet, you know, about the scope of global warming how bad it would be and like what is it coming from and so some scientists were like yeah this is a problem overpopulation jimmy carter has this commission uh it comes to you know ronald reagan gets elected right after it comes out and he just ignores it and then ted turner is ronald reagan cannot read keep that in mind (laughs) he has a giant hole missing in his brain (laughs) so this is uh i i didn't realize how i must say sort of based ted turner was in many ways uh i credit (laughs) all of this he he was married to jane fonda and i think this was all to impress her but he at various (laughs) points has like spoken out against israel he's gone against the christian right i didn't realize he was this uh progressive um but again it's it's just to you know impress his ex-wife i impressed now jane do i have to make an episode where he fights the fucking zionist <laughs> <laughs> look the blue man's punching bb netanyahu <laughs> that's something i like but one day he says <laughs> to children are watching this. <laughs> turner uh, broadcast station um you know that was like his first network tbs before cnn uh they had a he's very big on environmental and so they had a vice Huge president. Huge things are happening in environmental. They had a vice president of environmental policy named Barbara Pyle. And one day he comes, he has her into his office and just yells at her, Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, and she's like, what? I, I, what? I, I'm scared. It's like <laughs> one of those stories like when they, uh, when the guy wrote Alien. With on the, the dollar uh, sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she's like, I don't know what you mean. And he says, that's your problem. <laughs> so I, I assume... My wife hates me! <laughs> I assume he gets her... He, she gets him to elaborate a little bit and says that he's thought up a cartoon uh, that will teach ch- children uh, how to tend after the environment. They'll do all kinds of shit! Yeah, like an, an educational uh, cartoon Edutainment. for the kids. Edutainment. Edutainment, thank you. Educational. Educational. Agitational is what it should be. I see. I remembered this. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought this was the product of like a government grant and that it stemmed from like PBS or something. And I also uh, underestimated the amount of action in Captain Planet because I assumed it would be like math blasters. He you like know? fucks people up. Yeah. He like the, he kills people. <laughs> you remember the game Math Blasters? Yeah. There are some very bad Captain Planet video games that bomb. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very... Well, actually, the first one they made apparently had too much shooting in it. And they were like, 
This is kind of like not really. What, what is this about? about? You know, because when you like make video games, a lot of times you like hire, you yeah. license it to someone. We got they, the team from Doom to make the Captain Planet <laughs> yeah. video. They come back and they're like, "Isn't this great?" And you're like, "He's killing all the demons." Like seventy <laughs> confirmed kills. This is, this is confusing. <laughs> and then they made like another one that was like a side scroller, but it just like sucked. There's kind of a doomed history of Captain Planet video. See, games. But this is the thing, though. It makes sense that video games fail because the mission statement and like show bible of Captain Planet is so vague in a way that I forgot because I'm just watching this and it seems like they like completely have a new villain and story every episode. It's like Scooby-Doo style action heroism. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like if you leave that open for like if something's vague enough, it's open for interpretation, and then you maybe could make something kind of cool out of it, but uh, it doesn't seem to be the case. It's here. just like you hire me to make a Captain Planet video game. I'm like, I don't know. He fucking throws a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on the Hulk for a while. I could kind of use that. This also just seems like something because it's uh, it's you know it's progressive, and but it's like. Yeah, like the guy's making it because his wife won't fuck him and stuff. I just don't... It doesn't seem like a lot of people like love this project. It's like something that's like it feels like... Except Tom Cruise. (laughs) Well, I mean... (laughs) Who was asked to leave. So (laughs) when this started, the expectations could not have been higher. Uh, Ted Turner says in 90 when this comes out, he says, hopefully this program will make a big difference because if it doesn't, there isn't much future for the species. Jesus. So this was up. supposed to save the human race. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were going for it. That's, that's like kind of what I'm getting at. This is like a weird era of shit. We don't yeah. attempt shit like this anymore because it's a dumb idea. The idea that like a celebrity voice cartoon will affect uh, the world and it will affect like economics and, and oil, the oil industry and shit like that. It was it was almost impossible to be cringe in this era as we were standing on the corpse of the Soviet Union, <laughs> <laughs> masters of well, the universe before us. True. Crucially, so there's we should go through that. So there, are, uh, yeah, no- Wheeler from North America, i.e. Brooklyn, wisecracking ginger, fire is his deal. Kwame from Africa. We don't know where. Just all of Africa. Although I think maybe Zimbabwe because uh, later Barbara Pyle says that he was based on uh, survivors of the Rhodesian Bush War. Oh, no. Which has, it was kind of an <laughs> anti-colonial. I, don't, I mean, it was against, it was a war against the white minority. The things Kwame has seen. The things he's done. <laughs> In the first episode, when they introduced him first, by the way, which is real weird. Kwame knows how to use an assault rifle. It doesn't come up a lot. <laughs> Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> from Africa, they just cut to him standing in like an apocalyptic fucking desert at sunset <laughs> with a stick, just oh, like no. po- poking the ground. Yeah, and, and he uh, finds the ring, but it's, it's like he's be just a better world, trudging like he's in Fallout through like nothing. <laughs> but there's uh, Guy, who we, um, uh, said is from Asia. She's apparently based on a Malaysian UN diplomat. Her thing is water. Kwame's thing is earth, by the way. She's named after a type of butter. <laughs> <laughs> She's after a karate robe. <laughs> Mati is from South America, specifically Brazil, so he gets a country. He has a pet monkey, and his thing is heart, which is not an element of the planet necessarily. They're doing Brazil voice for that's Brazilian. That's supposed voice? to be Brazil. I think he's indigenous. Oh, okay. Kind so of. He's not like speaking Portuguese or whatever. This is oh, what I mean. Yeah. It sounds just like Hank Azaria being like, "I'm an ethnic guy." Yeah. <laughs> uh, he. Uh, this has been beaten to death by, you know, alt comedy and stuff, but 
everyone can shoot fire and stuff, uh-huh. and then he's like heart is like yeah, and heart is vague. It kind of changes. It's the most it, important element some, of all. Sometimes it's like a radar tells him his power is the most important because yeah. without heart, you can't guide a flamethrower or a wind gun. <laughs> or, I've always said that. Or a water cannon or whatever. Could you shoot someone to death without a heart? You w- this sucks. You'd be so mad if you were him, right? <laughs> he has a great attitude about. He gets a monkey at some point. He's ha- yeah. He, he does have a monkey with his monkey. I guess yeah. the monkey and wasn't animals. in my episode, which is like, what you couldn't afford the monkey today? <laughs> Where the fuck is this monkey? I guess it's like an animalia thing. Like he can communicate with that. That element he controls. But uh, my favorite is Linka, who is a young woman from originally the USSR. Oh. She is. Based on Petra Kelly, who is one of the founders of the German Green Party, her power is wind. And I looked this up. Uh, Linka doesn't mean anything in Russian, as far as I know. Maybe it is a name. Uh, it's not a word in Russian. Linka, my favorite character, originally from the USSR. And we're back. I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> She's originally from the USSR. In the later seasons, that gets changed to Eastern Europe. Uh, she is Somewhere in Eastern Europe. According to Barbara Pyle, she's uh, based on Petra Kelly, who was a co-founder of the German Green Party, and her thing is wind. She can control the wind. And what struck me about this is this uh, Captain Planet originally came out in 1990, and I think it is very reflective of, if I may, the New World Order geopolitical situation of the uh, H.W. Bush administration. The Captain Planet, New World Order. (laughs) They're changing Linka's birth place. He's got green hair. I mean, there was. She's a baddie from out east. (laughs) There was this very brief time where the Soviet Union was coming to an end. It wasn't an inevitability. People thought, you know, it could be around for another few centuries. Who knows? And uh, H.W. Bush was kind of trying to in some ways live in peace with in harmony with the Soviet Union. He was buddy buddy with Gorbachev, who was you know, liberalizing the USSR. And uh, they were like, let's tackle the world's problems. Uh, namely, you know, Saddam Hussein. I got this great new show. You're going to love it. He actually, there is a character in uh, one of the episodes who's heavily based on George H.W. Bush. <laughs> Does Sonic <laughs> show up ever? Now that we know he's based on Bill Clinton? Oh, that's a good point. I mean, I'm sure crossover. they do a crossover in some video game or something. They fight somewhere. I We're, still don't believe that. I, I don't want them to fight. They should be friends. You know who does show up? Who? Duke Nukem. Yes. But it's not... As a villain? Does Captain Planet kill him? It's a, <laughs> he's a villain. It's, it's a, yeah, he's a villain, and it's a character who's done like some sort of radiation experiments on himself to allow himself to shoot laser beams out of his eyes. Okay. And it's not Duke Nukem. They just both named a character Duke Nukem. That's but, but the, so cool, dude. The Captain <laughs> Planet. Suck my dick. This guy's also Duke Nukem. The, the Captain Planet <laughs> people <laughs> forgot to copyright his name. And so the video game creators just took it and oh! they didn't have to pay anything. Wait, I they, thought it was the other way around. Okay. Oh, uh, I thought they like both individually came up with that. No, they just, no, I mean, they you just come stole up with a name it. like Duke Nukem. You got to put some legal paperwork in the mail because he is sort of a, a avatar for nuclear energy. So that makes sense. That makes more sense than Duke Nukem, who's just like, hey, I'll kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy who shoots you. 
Wait, what if there was a really like a nice one? It's like Duke nuclear. Duke energy. sustainable nuclear right. practices. Yeah. <laughs> Very much of the time too. Like the left is you know unilaterally against uh, nuclear, nuclear power. Energy. You know, you know whether or not that was a a good call. I'll let others debate, but uh, we should talk about these villains, please. Ed There's Asner. one thousand of them. <laughs> Ed Asner plays Hoggish Greedley. Oh, who um, this guy doesn't seem like a human being. A lot of these just well, don't seem like people. Downright hoggish. Yeah, he was like a pig man. Uh huh. And he just loves tearing up the environment. And I mean, I think the common thread here, whether it's hoggish, greedily, um, and I'm going to pronounce this very carefully. John Ratzenberger plays hoggish, greedily's sidekick, Rigger. Yikes. R a r i g g e r. His main henchman. Hard R rigor. <laughs> um, they this they've been uh, Captain Planet has been criticized because the villains just love polluting for the sake of polluting. They just love harming the earth. Yeah, they're little fuckers. <laughs> uh, there's one of them's a rat guy who I think is really cool. Scum. Yeah. Yeah, Scum was in my episode too. He had some friend who they didn't address by name. I don't know who his living friend was. His name's Scum. He's a rat guy, and he like calls his friends like his. Like slime, my slime time pals. <laughs> Some weird like that. He's a sicko. I hate him. You scum does some really messed up stuff in my episode. I'm not gonna get into it right now, but yeah, I do, I do recall like, and maybe this is a Mandela effect thing, but that he, um, he, Captain Planet would fight like businessmen. Is that not true? There'd be like, well, here's the thing. So they, they, it's been criticized because all the villains are just like crazy guys who love polluting, and you know, it's demonizing energy workers, but I actually think Hoggish Greedly is kind of a... It's a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> he, um, well, he's always doing that with his hands, you know? I think he is a, a supposed to be a greedy capitalist, uh, but the thing, it's still a little murky because... It's complicated because he's a pig. Right. It's, it's and, 90s shit. It's like vague. You sort of can hint at their, their greedy capitalists but you can't really offer any other opposing ideology other than it's they're personally greedy it's also not- i'm sorry but this is for five-year-olds <laughs> i said you're not making the wire over here you don't need to make hoggish greedily's motivations too complicated well they have been trying to make a dark modern superhero movie out of this and like the, the literally like after the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were made, they uh, some director was Fucking Captain Planet on this. Dark Planet is what they were going to call it. Ooh. Dark Planet. <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird. I hate that I would go see that. <laughs> I definitely would. I would definitely pay money and time and attention to Dark Planet. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company has been trying to make it. They seem like they're up to all kinds of dumb shit over there. Oh, they were yeah. going to make a live action Acura. Really? Which is a terrible idea. I was like, what if instead it's in New York? Live <laughs> it's action. like, well, it's not about any of the same stuff then. Fuck well, you. I, live action anime is so fucking stupid. It's really dumb. Although people like the One Piece thing, I guess. So I haven't watched it. I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, uh, Captain Planet, he's all up to all kinds of crazy shit. What happened in your episodes? Which ones did you watch? I just watched the first one. You watched the first one? That's a good one to watch. The funniest thing that happened is that uh, they all got their rings from Whoopi Goldberg. They all learned to use them. Elmo's friend. Then uh, anti-Semitic caricature villain showed up and was like, I'm polluting everything with oil. (laughs) So they summoned Captain Planet, 
using their rings and this fucking green guy shows up and he's like, all right, I'm a superhero. I'm basically Superman. I'm going to fight this guy and his giant uh, weird mech thing that spills oil everywhere. And he immediately dies. Oh my and God. He's just dead on the ground and covered in oil. <laughs> like a good chunk of the episode. There's just That'll like this lifeless, unnerving dead body of a guy they just made <laughs> oh god <on> the <laughs> and then they like uh the, the chick with the water tries to tries to water hose him off but her ring isn't working so they have to go get a bucket of water oh no and then they get it and they pour it on him and all the oil comes off and he comes back to life which is that's not how oil clean you gotta wash him with a rag none like of it makes pelicans none of it makes sense but i just the part where he's dead is like re like it's your kid's it's, supposed to leave the room for that part. <laughs> it feels like a stark uh, turn mood-wise for just given everything else that's been going on. Oh, God, that's pretty much our son. That's like all of our son. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, you can imagine what happens after that. They, Why are we even fighting this war? <laughs> <laughs> they chase the guy away and then, you know, okay. whatever. I, I took some notes for mine, and we don't have to go beat by beat for the whole thing, but it's going to be confusing to sum up quickly, so I'm going to give you some detail. Mm -hmm. I watched, uh, I saw this on a list, and I uh, this is the premise that most appealed to me. This is Season 3, Episode 11, A Formula for Hate, and it's about a character, Todd, who is diagnosed with HIV. Uh, he is played by Neil Patrick Harris, and the plot of the episode is Scum, the rat man, breaks into the doctor's office and then tells the whole town he has AIDS and they're rude to him. <laughs> scum, you <laughs> I do not know why Scum is doing this. It doesn't seem to have the same scope of some of the other plots, but Scum just wants to fuck up Todd's life. And it, <laughs> Todd has the perfect life. He's got the girl. He's got a little brother. Everyone thinks he's the man because he slam dunks the basketball. And his doctor's like, you got AIDS. Let me explain all the ways you can get it. Unprotected sex, sharing needles, or maybe from blood transfusions. We didn't know you could get AIDS from that. And then Todd's like, oh, shit, can I play in the big game? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, this stinks. And he leaves the room. Um... <clears throat> So there's a lot of tension on whether he can play in the big game, and uh, it's like almost uh, like a like a R-rated movie for a little bit. Like he breaks up with his girlfriend so that she won't have to find out he has AIDS, but then Scum tells everybody so she finds out anyway. This is all in 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is like um, a, a, a drama film, you know? Yeah, it's like Dallas Buyers Club, <laughs> but also the Planeteers are there. And every time that it cuts to the Planeteers, you're just like, the planeteers aren't part of this one. <laughs> this is unrelated to them. <laughs> and Scum, like, there's this whole plot where Scum is developing this gun that shoots big metal rings, and Whoa. he shoots them all with metal rings, and it's like, where's Todd? He's dying of AIDS. <laughs> um, uh, so Scum tells everyone at school that Todd has AIDS, and the plot of the episode is about um, that you can still, like, hug people with HIV, and they, you can't get it that way. That's good to know. Um, it's good to know. It does seem like I feel that like is good to know. the target audience is maybe a little bit older than the Captain Planet audience, but is this season three? Maybe they're getting older and wiser. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, Scum has a big picture of Todd with the word AIDS written on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Todd, uh, uh, so all the townspeople find out Todd has AIDS and they loved him before for playing basketball, but now they're like just like rioting uh, because they're afraid he's going to give them AIDS. <laughs> they go to this health food market and destroy it. Like they rip uh, wooden beams out of the ground and like destroy cars. <laughs> and Scum is just watching like, yes, chaos, misinformation. It's like what Anders did at RTU, what Scum is doing. Yep. He's spreading misinformation. <laughs> Scumcast. And so, uh, uh, yeah, they, they're, like, trying to blow up Scum's truck with fire for a while. It's like, I'm not really... Oh, they blow a tornado at the mob. Um, uh, this was the funniest part of it, I thought. So Todd goes... He takes a canoe out into the woods to live alone in the woods. <laughs> now that everyone knows he has HIV... And uh, Scum, like, shows up there and steals his canoe and gives him bad dreams. Ooh. But what the, the fuck? <laughs> I'm not clear what Scum's powers are. He's like a rat who has a friend. What, is Todd, what did Todd do to deserve this horrible <laughs> Job-esque punishment? Where's the payoff for it? Like, where's the kickbacks for telling everyone about Todd? It seems so rude. And they stole his <laughs> medical documents out from the hospital. God damn. Uh, and so they give Todd all these bad dreams and, like, he's... He sees his little brother who's like, I, I, they said you had AIDS and they beat me up. And then his girlfriend's like, you left me because you don't love me. And then he sees his basketball coach who's like, Todd, you got to get back in the big game because <laughs> you're a star. Also, his mother has a very funny Southern accent he doesn't have. And that was my favorite part of the show. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, he's in the woods in a canoe. And then Captain Planet has to fly him back. Like, they couldn't think of a good way for him to be part of the show. So he's like a taxi for Todd. <laughs> And then they win the basketball game, and uh, and uh, Captain Planet just gives scum to the police. So he doesn't even punch anyone or anything. He's okay. just like, I don't know what law technically he broke. I guess stealing from the you can't take being medical scum. records. It's a security risk, I think, to have rat people. He's being like, rude. Maybe that's wrong, but <laughs> Captain they, Planet does a citizen's arrest. Yeah, he does. And he's like, I'm not even going to do anything to you because, you know, you did it to yourself. And Scum's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the episode kind of ends. And then they have three monologues in a row about like, you can hug people with HIV. It's okay. They can drink out of your water fountain. Um, also, Todd keeps getting fouled in the game. That made me laugh. Um and Whoopi Goldberg comes out and says that you could like... Uh, you can have AIDS. And then there's a third monologue after that that's like, also, even if you don't have AIDS, go to the gym sometimes. Because mm. it's great to have a young body. <laughs> <laughs> and then the episode just ends. And that's it. That's what it's all about. Big fan. I loved it. I'm learning lessons. I already knew that stuff. But, you know, they didn't know it as much back then. And there was a lot of misinformation. And that says the most dangerous thing you can do, aside from pollution. I don't mean to nitpick, but this has nothing to do with the planet. That's, well, it's, it yeah. kind of seems like if this is in it, what else is in it to me? It could be anything. Yeah. Uh, nuclear war oh, is one another issue they tackle. Pretty yeah. heavy. It's even worse than telling everyone Scott's medical records. <laughs> I guess everything has to do with the planet. If you think about it, according to Jordan Peterson, he's like, well, the climate, that's everything. We are the planet. Yeah. Planet, planet. So I watched Todd, not Scott. I watched God. a few episodes. Uh, the one I'll talk about is uh, season three, episode twelve. Season three, they, that's right after mine. They must have been hitting oh, their okay. stride right there. I mean, they were talking social issues. 
Um, they must have like gotten the news the show was ending and are like, yeah, and we're doing an AIDS episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they the did. weird ones you've had in the back pocket the whole time. So I believe this is the the third season is like the last season of the TBS or of the Deke. Remember Deke? You ha- you'd see cartoons oh, and then at DSC? the end they'd be like, Deke. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like, like saying dick with an accent. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they have to say it out loud. And that's maybe why they changed, uh, you know, animation studios, but they changed to Hanna-Barbera. They have Linka saying dick at the end. <laughs> um, a little joke for Captain Planet heads out there. But in this episode, uh, another scum makes a comeback. I guess, you know, they, son of a bitch. they do a catch and release policy with those police he gets dropped off to. And, uh, we need Clinton to put him away. Yeah. He makes a bet with Duke Nukem. That the human race no relation. <laughs> will cause the end of the world through their own ignorance and prejudice. And uh, he then taunts Gaia and the Planeteers and by telling them that they have hidden nuclear bombs in three warring hotspots. Those three hotspots oh are... God. Belfast, Northern Ireland. <laughs> oh, wait, I think I've seen part of this one. The West Bank... In South Africa, which is how they say it. In, oh, right. Uh, Apartheid South Africa. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, this is, I think, uh, this is very, the most 90s thing to me was uh, the, they have these just three warring areas, and, and they're just, they are at war because they don't like each other, and they don't, they just don't know how to get along. Factional differences. Right. Scum has given them nuclear technology. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they have, they are deployed. The planeteers are deployed to these various places to try and defuse the situations. This is like anti IRA, right? I think I saw this on YouTube. At some yeah. Point. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is, you know, a lot of, and, and you know, the, you, the cranberries, ah. a lot of stuff coming out of mm. and Irish. the violence. Yeah. It's yeah. just, and the violence, uh, which, you know, it's easy for me to say as like an Irish American, like, Oh, just be on the side of the, the bombings and the, yeah. the IRA, but like, uh, it, it is kind of, you know, hard to take classic troubles discourse. Oh, right. All the so onus is on like, the end of the episode. Like, uh, Kwame comes out and he's like making Irish car bombs might be a lot of fun. If you live in Boston, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun drink where you <laughs> drop a shot of Bailey's into a thing of Guinness, but <laughs> you'll get <violence>. beat up <laughs> if you go to Dublin. <laughs> but they dispatch uh, Wheeler, who is Irish-American coded, I would say. He's a ginger. He has red hair, yeah. He's from Brooklyn. Uh, I don't know if Wheeler's an Irish name, but he goes alone we to Belfast. Had- he says, this is my kind of town. I can t- I can do it on my own. And he runs, immediately runs into Sean, who is a Catholic baker. His business was destroyed by Protestants. And he uh, is like throwing a bomb at some Protestants. <laughs> and then Wheeler. Your five year old's watching this, just like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the pressure, the weight that Ted Turner put on his own shoulders to have like a socially impactful show for five year olds is humongous. I lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> But Wheeler immediately uh, incinerates the bomb with his fire ring, and the Sean gets angry at him, and they're arguing, and he he's like, uh, and then eventually they they figure out that Sean has the bomb. He's he's got a little clicker, and he's gonna set this thing off. Um, 
and there's a, another gang of Protestants uh, led by a guy named Stuart who can tell who's Catholic just based on their names, apparently. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of us have that ability. That's his superpower? <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's a Protestant racist? thing. I wouldn't know. If, if it's you, a unionist if trait. If you see the name Sean, you kind of know. You kind of know what's up over there. Um, then in the West Bank. I'm sensing because her name's Megan. <laughs> She's dating a guy named Sean, and they fight a lot. McFlaherty or O'Harity? <laughs> Answer the question. So uh, Mati and Guy go to the West Bank, and they see a uh, Palestinian woman who's throwing rocks at a Jewish guy's house. Um, wow. Wow, both sides. I mean, to the show's credit, they, they are like, well, we were displaced. We used to live here. Our house got taken away wow. uh, by the settlers, and our brother, my brother got thrown in jail. That makes this like the top 10% of American depictions of right. <laughs> the Israeli And again, Ted politics. Turner was, uh, he's you know, gotten hot water for saying like one side has rocks. The other has like missiles and tanks and shit. He's just trying to get pussy guys. Leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the convinces the owner of the house, Moisha to not have this girl arrested for throwing the rocks. And then as it turns out, he and the Palestinian girl, they both have the bomb triggers. Um, and then they they find the bomb using the triggers. It's in the center of Jerusalem, you know, hotbed. Oh my god! Maybe the worst place to have a, bomb, a nuclear bomb. Um, but, That's one of the worst places to have a nuclear bomb. <laughs> but they're gonna have to work together to defuse this situation. They're gonna have to overcome their differences. Meanwhile, in real life, yo, we'd all be dead. <laughs> we'd all be dead. Linka gets sent to South Africa. Uh, there's a black woman named Marcy who is uh, kicked out of a church, and Kwame's there also. Um, they do some fucked up stuff to Kwame this episode. Yeah. <laughs> there are, like, white cops who shoot up the church. Oh, my God. And it has... that. That's why Marcy is kicked out. It's like, like a they shoot up by Basically, yeah. They should make um, a Call of Duty out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty season three, Captain America. I got to plan it. Fuck the the voices of the white South Africans are insane. Like it's, I mean, genuinely they do sound weird, but this is they just got like I think like an AI accent generator to just go off. Yeah, just the guy. It's the guy who played Rocco. (laughs) Yeah, that before uh, they settled on the voice for Cartman, they kind of were trying different South African voices. Yeah, uh, around TV. Yeah, but Linka gets detained, kid, kid. and they're like, "You don't want to be, you don't want to be around the white girl." Like, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. All uh, your favorite stars are there. Meatwad. I was gonna say, that was Meatwad. <laughs> Hartman. Meatwad is white South African coded. Um, so and and there's oh shit, <laughs> damn, you've had that this You've been able to do that this whole time. Five to seven years we've been doing this. <laughs> I've been practicing, and you haven't done meatwad. It doesn't come up all the time. God damn it! <laughs> you ever wonder if Trump was meatwad? Yes. Mm. How would it go? Bigelow. Uh, they on big things and hot dog. <laughs> hot <laughs> he dog. turns into the hot dog. Indeed. <laughs> so the the part I found kind of weird about this is um, Marcy, who's the uh, 
uh, black South African is like fantasizing about just gunning down whites. She's like <laughs> wants the white genocide. Race war to now. Come. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Planet season three. <laughs> And she she has a nuclear bomb trigger and really wants to set it off. Jesus, but so oh, does no. so does Peter, who's a young Afrikaner boy. They both have nuclear bomb yeah. triggers. I think yeah. it's kind of the formula of the episode, right? Is that you have to work together with the opposing scum has got to be killed for this one. I'm sorry, <laughs> this is too. The stakes are too high. <laughs> So now this is settled by Gaia comes along. <laughs> Scum is fucked up. They caught him a hundred times. He's like, uh, next I'm going to blow up the World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah, this guy can do anything. But uh, Gaia has the power to show you the future. And so she gives everybody a flash forward uh, to a bombed, nuclear bombed world. Everything has been destroyed. There's oh, no. no no Belfast uh, the there's a fallout that's killed tons of people. The uh, Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem has been destroyed. Our holy spots. Yeah. And there's a nuclear winter in South Africa. And like the cemetery, there's just, the graveyards are f- too full. They can't fit all the bodies. Um, <laughs> and so that Jesus starts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How long is this episode? The graveyards are too full. <laughs> How do they fit all this in? It's there? just I will co- confess my uh, a bomb cartoon in like, uh, in like Kentucky, and it's like some black kid <laughs> has to work with the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost the exact same situation. <laughs> um, but my actual my cartoon watcher thing, the Daily Motion, crapped out, so I, I had to look up the ending of this. So thank shout out to fandom.com. Shout out fandom.com. Sponsor shout- the show. Shout out nice. to fandom.com. <laughs> Fans rule. But uh Captain Planet. Basically <laughs> So the uh, Captain Planet doesn't actually show up till the very end. They they and by the way, they summon Captain Planet, they shoot the rings at each other and they hit just in the right place and he, you know, is retrieved out of the energy. Like into the atmosphere they shoot him up? Just at each other. And then the power comes together and generates Captain Planet. He's pure energy. Um so that's normal. That's how it usually comes out. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird because the way it ends is everybody agrees like, okay, let's put aside our differences and end nuclear, you know, bombs. Uh, and let's decide to get along. And then Captain Planet comes and dispatches with the bombs. I don't know why they didn't just get him to do that in the first place. Hands off this one. Captain Planet says, you got to clean up your own mess. <laughs> I'm uh, only here to punch pig men. Yeah. Unless they kill me with their robot. (laughs) He throws the nukes into the sun, which I don't know what kind of effect that would have. I know the sun's pretty massive. It's really far away. It would take years and years for them to get there. And then I think it's so massive, it probably wouldn't make a difference at all. The sun is full of essentially nonstop nuclear explosions all the time. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. It's Uh, a large ball of gas. (laughs) (laughs) But the the thing at the end, so at the end, everybody uh, decides to make peace the diff- some of the differences keep, uh, specifically in South Africa, they don't get along, but they agree to keep their misgivings, quote, in the political arena. So the warfare is ended. We're going to settle it peacefully uh, through this, you know, at that point, still basically an apartheid government um, that disenfranchised people. That only, you know, came about through a lot of extra uh, political action. More violent Captain Planet episodes. Yeah. <laughs> paved the way for these options. Right. Hey, guys. <laughs> Nelson Mandela. <laughs> the wheels of history are lubed with blood. 
Um, something I found. So uh, Barbara Pyle, she she says that this is you know popular around the world. Captain Planet was not just an American hit. People loved it from every you know corner of the globe. There's even this guy, Asha Kashola, who who basically started the Indian version of the UN. Or sorry, of the EPA. He worked for the UN. And so let's then, say, did, does the India need their own UN? <laughs> I feel like we, they should be invited. So many different parts of <laughs> India. No, he started the, like India's EPA, basically. And he says that all the time he talks to people who call themselves Planeteers and they were inspired to get involved through Captain Planet. We uh, loved Guy. We loved Linka. <laughs> we loved Mati. We loved the monkey. She says, Pyle says that uh, the show's international character... Um, came from her working as a documentarian. So she really understands every corner of the globe and all these peoples. And that's why there's such, such great, accurate representation mm. and why so many people watch the show. So what she says, I'll let others judge how accurate the representation <laughs> is of just uh, Brazilians or Hey, I'm sorry Africans. I said it must have been all white guys guessing. <laughs> I guess it was really accurate the whole time. I mean, time. it was, a, yeah, it was a woman, but yeah. I looked up the cast and it's pretty... It's pretty diverse. Yeah, it sounds like they did like a full like We Are the World casting for this, right? And which is very I'm on wrong, theme. and I'm owned. Very on theme because uh, Barbara Pyle says uh, Captain Planet's a metaphor for international cooperation, whereas Superman is an independent superhero. He's still going to exist, waiting by the side of the road if humanity died. She says Captain Planet would die alongside us. The coward Superman hides in the shadows <laughs> while Captain Planet goes and fights the robot. And if you think about Captain Planet, he's supposed to be a, quote, full-on mixture of the children who summon him. He blends their ethnicities, geographies, cultures, and it was for this reason that he's supposed to be, when drawn accurately, he's supposed to be transparent. Oh, see, you know, I had a different take on that. I thought it was like the boomer thing of like, I don't care if you're red, white, or blue. Mm. <laughs> like Captain Planet, our yeah. close ally. <laughs> uh, she says he's not made of soft muscles. The muscles are squared, faceted, like cut crystal. He does have a very iconic oh, no. look. So it really hurts when he punches you. Yeah. He's got like diamond fists. I mean, this is one of those things where like they could say that he's clear, but I feel like be clear. Collect it's like uh, the guy who invented the gif says it's jif. Yeah. Ooh. He's, fuck you. He's blue and he has green hair. <laughs> Her name's Gee. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> um. But it is very sad. Apparently, Barbara Pyle has a bad case of amnesia. She got in a car accident in 2005. Oh, my Aww. God. She can't remember Captain Planet? Yeah. Scum! <laughs> but they've set up, like, foundations, and they do, you know, international education, and they try to fight uh, pollution and stuff. She has said that um, they, you know, because they could make a Captain Planet movie, as we said. They might make this one. They probably will, based on the way Hollywood is operating just existing ip i think they might have missed out. a window maybe maybe but i you know i think it could happen uh oh, she wants know, we just got the climate core and everything <laughs> yeah I, I guess i don't think that d decides what movies are getting like there was <laughs> one million superhero movies in the last 10 years right I was this could be the million and first environmentalism being in vogue <laughs> it's in so some hot way. right now although it's kind of not and it's, it's kind of well it will be more hot as a uh, yeah the situation darkens right <laughs> and they predict it there's like uh an episode where they talk about 2025 and like everything's flooded and just, yeah well they were right about that one. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but barbara Pyle sends a, a digital copy of she has a script that she wrote and it's, apparently it's very long it's just called planet 
based on Captain Planet. She wrote it in the 90s with somebody else, and it's kind of a post-Blade Runner dystopia, it's quoting from the New Yorker article, with a world on the brink of running out of fresh water. To my surprise, Captain Planet never comes up as if himself in the script. Instead, the Planeteers, with some help from an elderly woman who is actually a weakened Gaia, <gasps> must save the world on their own. This could still be Whoopi Goldberg. It could be. Because she's yes. aged with, That's the, right. with the role. Um, spoiler alert, the story ends. Natural wor- world is restored and Gaia... The world is, is, is destroyed. <laughs> yeah. There's a strategic nuclear event. Yeah. Everyone's sent underground. <laughs> she rises from the pool of life and they ask, Gaia, did you just save us? And she says, not I. The power is yours. It always <gasps> has been. The power to make a new world. If it wasn't clear, that's what Captain Planet says. Yeah. He says it every episode multiple that was times. The- <laughs> Does the end of the movie? I guess so. Spoiler. I think they should Spoilers do... Spoilers for the Captain Planet movie, by the way. The, but, think... like, fuck, put Captain Planet in the movie. Everyone wants to I see agree. a blue guy in real I agree. life. And I think they should do it gritty, and I think they should do it um, set in the 90s, because it's so quintessentially 90s, they could do, like, a retro thing. And uh, There's famine. Right. And it could be a love story, too, because throughout the course of the... I don't want to see Captain Planet on a smartphone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is like the Schindler's List of WB properties. They make him. He's, like, formed, you know, the first day of his life. He's just immediately on Grindr. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Good God, I'm cut. (laughs) (laughs) My arms are diamonds. (laughs) But it could be kind of a love story, too, because uh, as they do in the first episode, you know, Wheeler, the Brooklyn kid, he hits... Very, you know, kind of misogynistically, he hits on Linka from the Soviet yeah. Union, and she rebuffs him. Uh, but then, over the course of the series, she uh, warms up to his American ways. Yeah, they... he's a little bit ruder than you're used to at home. But yeah, he's got those big city charms. It's really, if you think about it, a metaphor for the end of the Cold War. But, Linka, um... what have you got to call a cab downtown? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that would be interesting uh, if they did. Yeah, flashback '90s Captain Planet. Um, gritty. They'd have to be gritty, though. Um, yeah, gritty, oh, not the hockey mascot. That's right. The concept. We've we're finished with the episode, and you're just describing your own fan fiction now. <laughs> yeah, this is what I Wouldn't think they should do. Wouldn't it be cool? I mean, they're gonna make it. They're gonna make I it one so. way or another. It's coming out. Are you triggered? <laughs> triggered by how good a Captain Planet movie this would be? <laughs> it is interesting. So this is the one that we remember, but apparently there were a lot of other. 90s environmentalist cartoons. There's one called The Toxic Crusaders. Is that a, a team of... Uh, a bunch of podcasters. <laughs> Shaking my goddamn head at this one. This is a team of deformed creatures uh, with a leader named Toxie struggle against the forces of Dr. Kilimoff. Uh, and there's like... Russian. <laughs> Russian coded. <laughs> also a, a show called Widget about a four-foot-tall purple alien who metamorphosizes into any shape necessary to save endangered species. I don't like how close Widget is to the slur. There's like a little guy oh, in yeah, it, that's and it's true. like okay to toss him for oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> like he's Wario. For... This is the 90s. There's a whole different rules for like what you're allowed to say back then. That's right. true. On children's television. But this is the one we remember. And uh, I wonder, you know, it's interesting why that is. I think it has to do with uh, Captain Planet's iconic look and the, you know, the international character of the show, possibly. And just Ted Turner, you know, having enough money to make this a thing. I would say probably broadcasting rights is a good part of it. Yeah. 
like what channels his stuff ends up on. That's show business, baby. This was actually mad interesting. This was, to be clear, for the audience, just a weird like we were bit, we we were fucking off. We were like, <laughs> I don't know, Captain Planet. Ah, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> this was actually very interesting. Are like we the- all learning and laughing? <laughs> Didn't I, I think I said last week? Let's do a Captain Planet episode. You did, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was a dumb idea. Now the I cornerstone of the podcast, Andrew's saying something off the cuff and us going, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> so why are you leaving? <laughs> ah, the uh. power is yours. <laughs> Don't you see? Oh, yeah. You're wow. our Captain Planet. I'm going to do a really good plugs for this one. <laughs> plug your life. This is I'll where plug you plug the rest of your life. Um, I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Near Wheeler. I'm also I'm Wheeler and I'm pursuing Eastern European women around town. <laughs> That's not true. I have a wife. Don't talk to me. I have another podcast. If you would like to come see me on YouTube on the Cracked YouTube channel, uh, it's called Quarators and we answer Quoras. And I made Kyle Kinane answer Quoras this week, and he's like a lot shorter than you'd think. And I can saw I ask that. now that I have a final opportunity to ask this? How did you decide between Quarators uh-huh. and Quarators? Because uh, it's a, the word curators oh. is where I was coming from. And okay. I have gotten a ton of pushback about this. I did not <laughs> see coming. And I had just already made the little logo. So it's too late. It's too, definitely too fucking late now. So it's curators. People don't know how to spell it. They don't seemingly don't know what's happening. So I feel like I should mention it on this podcast since I'm like not coming back. Uh, so that I'll be there every week if you'd like to see me sometimes and visit. Um, and uh, Anders and I are still running paid protests if you live in New York. First Fridays of the month. Yeah, come out uh, October 6th, Silo, Bushwick, 7 o'clock, Doors, show 7.30. We got Katie Halper on the show. Big K, special K. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll put the ticket link in the description. Matt Taibbi's barking people in. <laughs> He's wearing that damn hat. <laughs> He's wearing a really cool hat. Waving it in the air. Shit. Is it true? You'll have to come to find out. Extra, extra. Elon Musk Twitter files. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I have a sh- No, you know what? By the time this comes out, I'm already gone. <gasps> Bye-bye, Jake. Uh, what what uh, song do you want to end your tenure here on? Oh, we don't really. I didn't know you. We've yeah, never the, done that you before. Said that as if it was a thing. Probably Captain Planet's theme song. If I have to pick a song right now, <laughs> it's a really great theme song. It's you're going to be rocking to this at your car or in the laundromat. We might as well put that in. Okay. Slam that in here. Okay, I'll just slam it in at the end. All right, it's finished. The power is yours. <laughs>